The Myths of Selling to the Government If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to government, you're doing it wrong. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions, selling and marketing to the government for years, quite successfully, thank you. Now, here's Rick. We just love butt-kicking independent spirit types, don't we? James Dean, Rambo, The Rock, Rocky, Hammer, Gal Gadot, Jason Bourne, Denzel, Sigourney Weaver, and my personal favorite, Furiosa. The list goes on and on of real or imagined heroes who, despite overwhelming odds, dig deeply to overcome conflict and emerge with a V, victory. Many salespeople envision themselves as lone knights, shielded with a polished presentation and armed with a silver tongue, single-handedly slaying fire-breathing dragons with names like Prospect, Target, and Doomsayers. It's no wonder sales and business development people feel this way. We hear it in sales meetings, books, movies, seminars, blog posts, podcast. We're taught to pursue our work with all the finesse of a cockfight. Well, independence is usually a desired quality for a salesperson. We like to see signs of it when we hire folks. However, in government sales, that independence must be balanced with the fact that no other selling situation requires more teamwork than government sales. Government selling is no place for loners. Stellar government salespeople have learned to manage their egos and develop leadership and team-building chops. In fact, you may need another company on your team, in addition to the teammates you need from your own company. In the world of government sales, few things are more important than good partners. Customer solutions are often highly complex, multifaceted, with lots of uh, moving parts. Your company may not have the skills to pull off the complete project on your own. And even if you can do all the work, you may not be on the appropriate purchasing contracts. You may need a partner for that purpose alone, and depending on where they are on their contract limits and some other things, they may welcome a chance to let you do all the work and they collect a small percentage by running the deal through their contract. Now, signing up a partner doesn't guarantee the cash register will ring. Oh wait, some of you don't remember ringing cash registers. However, there are two things that will make your life easier. The first key to working effectively with partners is communication, diligent and constant communication. With any collaborative approach, the amount of continuous and meaningful communications has a huge impact on success. Think of your partners as members of your team. Interact with them as you would team members within your company, maybe with less gossip and grumbling. Get together often with them to talk about issues from general market feedback to specific potential deals and maybe a little bit of gossip and grumbling. Make sure you understand what drives them. And it may not be the revenue they make from your product. I was involved in a partnership with a large telephone company whose salespeople had annual quotas of up to $10 million each. Now, our product would sell for somewhere around 150 k on a good day. Hardly a big quota retirement opportunity for these folks. Yet, 
they worked with us aggressively and took us into some nice deals. Maybe not big deals for them, but they were for us. I didn't understand it at first. Then I found out that every time they sold one of our systems, it put pressure on the customer's infrastructure. And this company made Buku's upgrading infrastructure. We took a little bit of a hit on the margin, but it wasn't much, and we more than made up for it. I love this partnership. Now, don't expect a partner to do all your work. Do your part. Support them. Work them. Work them like you would an end-user customer. Discover their pain. Find out from them what you can do to help make them successful. They are, after all, a part of your team. Ah, here's another group you need on your team. It's the bus drivers. Who drives the buses in your organization? You know, takes the company where it's going. It might be CEO, president, or COO, the VPs, directors, managers, I don't know. You need to learn to speak their language. Consider profitability and the need to hold pricing. Realize they'll want things like business cases and ROI analysis. Even though you may not be dealing directly with these folks, someone up the chain is. So you need to develop and communicate your understanding of all the levers in business, not just sales revenue. You know, cash flow, revenue recognition, cost drivers, operating margins, gross margins, etc. Thinking from a broader senior management's perspective will demonstrate you're more than a one-dimensional player, and it may help you get closer to driving the bus yourself. Then there's product management, the folks who determine product direction and futures. As a salesperson, you may have influence, but you're not product management. I've heard sales teams call product management the SPT, the Sales Prevention Team. They think, I'm bringing the company a great opportunity that will contribute to meeting the quarter's numbers, only to have it shot down as being too risky, outside comfort zones, or too time-consuming with so many other things going on. How do we collaborate with this group to build out our team? First of all, stop calling them the SPT, the Sales Prevention Team. And why not take them on some sales calls? I know what you're thinking. Are you kidding me? Do I want someone who keeps telling me no and who has no sales skills in the room with me? Their techno-babbly answers to questions without sugarcoating may deliver a fatal blow to the opportunity. Well, I say, snap out of it. This can work. The product management folks, as it turns out, will appreciate it, learn from it, and you'll be surprised at how well they do although it could be a bit awkward at times. Prospective customers will be impressed, and heck, some government prospects will insist on it. And we've just touched the surface. You need to be working with your marketing folks, your sales colleagues, your mentors, um, your boss, and the network of industry contacts you've established. You have done that, haven't you? And from time to time, you may need to get coaching guidance from a gray beard. You know, one like me. Yeah, maverick loners may make for entertaining movies, but they make for poor government salespeople. Polish up your collaboration and communication skills, and you'll be much more successful over the long haul. Bottom line, you want to be successful in government sales? It may be up to you.
but it's up to you to build your team and use it. Thank you. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold. <laughs>